You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Chris Sims from NBC Sports Football Night in America will join us coming up in a little bit. The great actor Ray Liotta will join us a little bit later on as well. Lakers at the Knicks without LeBron, who was suspended one game for a punch. Isaiah Stewart gets two games for getting punched. We'll talk about that coming up here in a moment. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all forthcoming. And if you're looking for holiday gift items, we've got you covered. We have collaborated with Sportique to release a limited edition holiday bundle. You got a a zip-up hoodie, autograph calendar in there, a a custom holiday box there. Only 100 available. We have calendars available, T-shirts. We got you ready for the uh, holiday season. Go to danpatrick.com. 877-3DP-SHOW. That's the phone number if you'd like to join us. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner. If you download the app, you can watch the show for free. And we say good morning to our radio affiliates, including the, uh, well, the popular Fox Sports Radio lineup, iHeartRadio, as well, numbering nearly 400 cities around America. Historically, the one team that gives Tom Brady the most trouble is arguably the New York Giants, at least when they get to a Super Bowl against him, because they've defeated him twice. But those Giants teams are a distant memory. Brady and the Buccaneers came away with an easy 20-point win on Monday night. Although Brady never looked happy on the sidelines. That game should have been maybe 50 to 10. But, you know, you start to look at this Giants team. They failed to create an identity under Joe Judge. You got a third-year quarterback, Daniel Jones, who's struggling. Running back Saquon Barkley was on the field but didn't do much. Defense has very few impact players. It's just more the same mistake-prone football that we've seen since those two Super Bowl years. And even though it was a 20-point win, Brady looked frustrated. You got the sense that he thought they should have scored a whole lot more. And that's why Brady's great, never satisfied, and probably didn't feel like he got any revenge on the Giants with this game. But this is nothing like the Giants teams that beat him all those years ago and still struggling to kind of figure out who they are and what direction you're going to take. Because it felt like after the game, Joe Judge was basically putting all of his coaching staff on notice. Is it fair to say you're, you're taking it as co- you know, more the coaches than the players? Is that a fair read on how you're... Yeah, put that on down. You can put that down tonight. Got that? You guys can write that tonight. All right. Now, the players got to execute. That's their job, right? It's our job to teach them. It's their job to go out there and execute. But we've got to make sure we keep putting them in a position to have success. And it's got to be consistently that way. So... You know, you can go and write that down, and I'm not going to debate that. Yeah, that's the new trend this year is coaches blaming coaches, over-blaming themselves. Yes, Eden. Joe Judd sounds like a college coach there. It's our job to teach these kids. Hold up, dude. Some of those kids are making like $30 million a year, bro. What are you talking about? I know, but you also remember Matt Patricia when he left the Patriots, came into Detroit and had this attitude. Like, people think because you were on the Patriots coaching staff that somehow that makes you Bill Belichick. You don't get Tom Brady. You know, when you go to Detroit, you don't get Tom Brady. You go to the Giants, you don't have Tom Brady. That takes away a little bit of the swagger there. So when you want to talk tough and this is the way we do it, no, that's not how it works. Uh, And you've seen that. Matt Patricia didn't work out. 
I don't know if Joe Judge is going to, but just because you were special teams coach in New England doesn't mean that you're the guy who should be running a football team. You know, you got issues here. You got a GM, Dave Gettleman, seems like, you know, he's walking the plank as well. But they just haven't they haven't drafted well. They haven't they haven't done a good job. I thought that they in the offseason were going to shore up the offense, got some weapons, but can't count on Saquon Barkley. And Daniel Jones has all the physical elements that you want in a quarterback. He truly does. He just makes bad decisions. I don't know if it's fixable. Jameis Winston had all the attributes. I don't know if it's fixable. You know, that's why he didn't get a second contract with Tampa Bay. Daniel Jones strikes me as a guy who's going to be a backup quarterback in this league. Has talent, will have flashes when he gets a chance. He's just not consistent. And he threw an interception last night where you just go, why? How? He threw it to a defensive lineman who probably was like, what? You just threw it to me. I got to catch it. But you watched the game last night. I didn't come away impressed with the Buccaneers because they were a whole lot better than the Giants. But as far as the Giants moving forward, you don't give Saquon Barkley another contract. I don't want to extend Daniel Jones. So what is the identity of the once proud New York football Giants? They don't have one. The Jets might have a little bit more of a profile than the Giants do, believe it or not. And that's sad because <laughs> the Jets aren't any good. But I feel like like if you said, hey, you're a Giants fan or a Jets fan, I'd go, I, I guess I feel a little better moving forward as a Jets fan. The Jets just started Joe Flacco this weekend. I know. <laughs> yeah. Is there a third option? Jets, Giants, or... What? Read a good Rutgers. book. Yeah, read a good book on the weekend. Oh, Rutgers football. Rutgers football is oh, the okay. very best option. Mm. Who's got a more promising future? <laughs> Rutgers football. Yeah, Paul. But isn't the Giants situation kind of clear? It's not murky. They have to let their quarterback go, Daniel Jones. They cannot sign Re- uh, Saquon. And they let their coach and their GM go. It's a total rebuild now. And I think they have two top 10 draft picks. Yeah, but Joe Judge just got there. So I don't. Dave Gettleman has been there. I can't see Dave Gettleman lasting. Yeah, McLevin. How about, uh, I think offensive coordinator Jason Garrett could go any day. Ouch. Yeah, they gave him the uh, play calling duties, but that feels, I mean, there are a couple of tenuous coaching situations. Obviously, what's happening in Chicago, they're going to have to fire Matt Nagy. Now, here's the thing. If he, if the Bears beat the Lions, then they have a like 10 days before their next game. You're not going to fire him after a win over the Lions on Thanksgiving, but that means he stays for another 10 days with people speculating, wondering. Bears don't fire somebody during the season. But I did think about this. What if the Lions win the game? I mean, the Lions have gone toe-to-toe. Steelers, Browns. They lost to the Ravens on a, you know, 66-yard or whatever it was, field goal. I mean, there's there's no given here. Like, yeah, Bears are winning that game. Like, I don't know. Even though I'm, you're starting Tim Boyle, uh, 
You know, the Lions going to win one of these games. Yeah, McLovin. How excited is America for Tim Boyle and Andy Dalton on Thursday? This is the <laughs> matchup we all wanted. <laughs> yeah, you can't even do the promo. You know, Bears, Lions, Tim Boyle, Andy Dalton, noon. Yeah. Someone has to win. Could somebody get fired? It's going to be a lot of Walter Payton and Barry Sanders video floating around these promos. I'll tell you oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a, a John Madden commentary. You know, bring back one of his old clips. A rivalry as old as the league is. <laughs> the turducken. <laughs> yes. Always turducken in there. All right. What's the poll question we have? Well, I was going to say, we've done it before. Who feels worse off, the Giants or the Jets? Although Seaton made a compelling case with his Joe Flacco line. Yeah. So... <laughs> Should I put neither on? <laughs> Who feels worse off? Both. But, but imagine you put in Joe Flacco because you don't want your other quarterbacks to be embarrassed. It's basically, I don't know, Mike White, yeah, you had a good run. And then, you know, Zach Wilson, yeah, we can't put the kid in there. Uh, let's bring in Joe Flacco. Joe, go out there and get him. Yeah, see. But if you're Jason Garrett, aren't you like to Joe Judge? Like, dude, I didn't make him throw those crappy throws. <laughs> Like, I, I can't not, I can't help that. I can't make him not throw the ball across his body into the middle of the field to one of the defensive linemen for an interception. I can't uncoach that. I didn't draft him. Yeah, yeah. right. He's your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Blame your GM. <laughs> yeah, McLovin. Can I share a, a somewhat warm take that will be nowhere else? Why did Joe Flacco fall off so quickly? He's 36 now. He's not like 45. I don't, I don't want to get into Joe Flacco today. He was like beating the Patriots in the playoffs a few years ago, and now he's a punchline. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Mike White? Yeah. No. You're the only one that cares about backup quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, nobody, that's my guy. Nobody cares. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Okay. Uh, we have been working on this question. The most awkward quarterback situation in this offseason. We've been trying to come up with teams. Okay. Awkward is not always bad. Like the Niners is an awkward situation, but it's not, it's not bad because Jimmy G is playing. Okay. You know, the awkward part is if Trey Lance is not the quarterback, they thought he was or think he is, then it gets uncomfortable and in a different kind of awkward. All right. Okay. So here are some teams. Okay. The 49ers. Okay. The Miami Dolphins. Okay. New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers. Yes. Do we put the Seahawks on there? No, it's not awkward yet. It's only going to be awkward in the offseason, you know, a day or two after the Super Bowl when Russell Wilson comes on this show and then talks about how he doesn't get a seat at the table. Oh, that's right. He's already done that. Uh, this next time around, it'll probably be just Russ wants out. Uh, Cleveland Browns go on there? Yes. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing is is the contract. These quarterbacks and their agents all expect to get $40 million. I'm the next guy up. Baker Mayfield is not worth $40 million. And if you decide that he's not worth that, then you move on. Unless you go, well, but he's worth $28 million. <laughs> So, isn't that a weird kind of approach to this. He's not 40, but he's 28 million. But agents don't want that. And more quarterbacks, I would think, would accept that and go, do I want to leave Cleveland? Well, I don't know. Maybe he wants out of Cleveland. Maybe Baker's tired of living at the stadium in all those commercials. 
Here is uh, Baker yesterday at his press conference. Baker, what did you make of, of some of the booing there in the second half from the fans? Those are probably the same fans that won't be quiet while we're on offense and trying to operate, so don't really care. All right. He could do better. You know, part of the reason why he's in the NFL is he's got this attitude. Probably, you know, people throughout his career said he couldn't amount to anything, wasn't going to be great, uh, wasn't going to get a scholarship. You know, that he plays with a chip on his shoulder. But when it comes to the fans you don't win, the answer is, hey, you know what? I'd probably boo me as well. Whatever it is, self-deprecating, move on. Hey, I hope to turn those boos into cheer. You can be corny. I mean, you have this colorful, playful personality with all your commercials. How about you act like you're acting there? Act in the press conference. Just go, I'm going to keep sleeping here at the stadium until we get it right. Whatever. But you can't turn on the fans. You can't make it about you. He's playing hurt. But he's not helping his team. And he's probably hurting himself in the bigger picture, the long term. The more he plays, it feels like the less valuable he is. And it's not fair to him because he does want to play. He is banged up. They got the Ravens coming up. They got two games with the Ravens. I mean, they got some tough games coming up. And what if they don't make the playoffs? A lot of people had them in the uh, AFC title game. But you got... You got Bengals, Packers, Ravens twice. Got a pretty tough, pretty tough schedule coming up. They're going to end up with nine wins, maybe 10. Yeah, McClub. Maybe he's grumpy, these fans. I mean, dude sleeps in the stadium. Maybe they're keeping him up and mm. cutting it a nap time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you should say, I just figured they were booing the coaching staff since everything's their fault. <laughs> so it wasn't us they were booing. They were booing the coaches because well, they're the ones who keep screwing this up. Remember, this was a clean break from Odell. Oh, they are better without Odell. Oh, Baker's better without Odell. And then <laughs> maybe... <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, McLovin. Seen's idea was maybe Baker Mayfield's a giant next year. I don't think that's an easier oh, media know. situation. <laughs> and he, I like it, though. When he said that, we, we're getting ready to sit down for the morning meeting. He goes, you know where Baker Mayfield's going to be next year? I said, no, the Giants. <laughs> that, that'll help. Maybe that, not next year, maybe the year after. Oh. It's one of those two, though. He is going to end up being the Giants quarterback. I even tweeted it just so I have the receipts. <laughs> That's right. I, I, Adam Schefter just uh, confirmed it. Yeah. yeah, and then when I'll be like, wait, it happens, and I'll be like, yeah, see, remember I called that? It's like, yeah, everybody saw that coming. The hottest rookies, <laughs> the biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the only place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show for instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net. Take a break. Chris Sims will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. It's amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, and they do it automatically. There's no limit on how much you can earn, and that's amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where you can use that Discover credit card. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. Yes, Todd. 
It should just be 100 percent at this point. I don't know. No, get, I don't no get that's it. the kind of people discover they, they are. They're they're truthful. 90, know, but if you're a place that doesn't accept discover, you're kind of out. Of, you're kind of, you know, get with the program a little bit. Thank you, Todd. Learn more. Discover dot com slash. Yes. Twenty twenty one Nielsen report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. We'll dissect the punishment handed out by the NBA with LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart. Have that for you coming up here in a little bit. I can't get the image of Baker Mayfield playing for the Giants now out of my head. I can see it on the back of the New York Post where it says Baker's Dozen, and then he's got the number 13 on. Yep. Baker's Doesn't. Oh, yeah. Baker's Does. Baker's Doesn't. Okay. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Uh, Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Chris Sims, the uh, popular co-host of Pro Football Talk Live that uh, precedes our show on Peacock. I also see him on uh, Football Night in America. What is going on with the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield here? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I think one thing that I talk about on my podcast or the show with Florio a lot that just jumps out to me after studying them, you know, the first thing is, it, it's we said this a little a few weeks ago, I believe, when, when I was on with you. You know, the, it's a run game offense. They want to run the ball. That's what they do best. When the pass game has to stand, stand alone by itself, uh, they struggle. You know, it's, you know, a little bit because of Baker Mayfield certainly hasn't been the best at reading the field, been a little off target. Yes. The schemes themselves are a little underwhelming where you go, Oh, just, you know, okay, it's good, but it's not anything real creative. So that's what I look at, let alone he's beat up to go along with that. And, uh, I think that's where, you know, the, the problem lies in my opinion, you know, more than anything, it's just very run game centric and it's all dependent on Nick Chubb and what they do there. Yeah. But they rushed for 200 yards against Detroit Baker threw two picks. They scored 13 points. Yeah. Well, at, at some point you need to be able to uh, it, it go. Exactly. It's got to go back to him making a few throws. You know, I, I chat, you know, go back, watch the game. You know, if the two interceptions are egregiously bad, you know, and then, you know, out of the, I think he was what, 15 for 29 or somewhere in that ballpark as far as the stats are concerned. There's five or six throws in the game where you go, whoa, 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 he missed that badly, you know, for a 15, 20, 25 yard gain that, of course, we know changes field position, maybe gets you another field goal, puts more pressure on Detroit. Those are the things that start to, you know, funnel towards a blowout or a dominant win. And when you don't take advantage of those opportunities, you let a lesser team hang around. And uh, that's exactly kind of what happened. We spent a little bit of time uh, starting the show talking about the Giants, that they have no identity here. Daniel yeah. Jones, to me, doesn't feel like a starting quarterback. He's got a lot of athletic ability, but he makes bad decisions. Saquon Barkley, you're not going to sign him up to a second contract. I got a GM who's probably in limbo here. A coach who's trying to channel Bill Belichick without having Tom Brady. What? Where do the Giants go from here? Yeah, they got a lot of issues. I mean, you you said it. You know, I mean, I, I'm a little bit of a defender of Joe Judge. I am. You know, uh, first off, like I don't have the same feeling I did with Pat Shermer or Ben McAdoo, where I saw one year and I was like, "Whoa, that they're they're in over their heads." See you later. Let's go to the next guy. You know, I don't. This one I look at a little bit differently to where, hey, they I think exceeded expectations a little bit last year with how they played. 
this year. Yeah, it's been a little underwhelming, but I also sit there and just go, you know, it's hard to win football games in the NFL when you have maybe the worst offensive line in football. You know, that's the first thing I would say. There's problems throughout their roster. No great pass rusher. No, no athletic middle linebackers that can, you know, that translate to the modern day NFL as far as like staying on the field, covering running backs, covering tight ends. They don't have that. You know, they overpaid guys like James Bradbury at corner. They pay him like he's a shutdown Stefan Gillard, Gilmore, Jalen Ramsey, Jael Alexander type. That's not true. You know, that hasn't happened. You know, so I think there's just a lot of things I look at throughout the roster where I just go, yeah, it doesn't give them a fighting chance on a week-to-week basis, let alone, you're right, Saquon, his injury history, Daniel Jones hasn't played his best, played, paid Kenny Galladay like he's supposed to be like one of the best receivers in football. They overpaid for that. That didn't work, you know. Trade Odell Beckham Jr., get your Jabril Peppers. Okay, that's okay. Nothing special there. They traded away the, I mean, they cut Zeitler or traded him to the Ravens in the offseason. So I just look at the roster as being the number one issue with the Giants, let alone some other things sprinkled in to go along with it. But you have these standalone games, and after a standalone games, that means everybody there, it's full, full exposure. Everybody's got an yeah, opinion right. on. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, everybody's got an opinion on the Giants as well. Are the Buccaneers the best team in the NFC? Ooh, um, I think when they're going to be at full health, you know, and they're getting close to that, I, I have a hard time arguing that. I, I do. You know, I think it, Sean Murphy bunting being back last night, if they get Carlton Davis back in a few weeks, I believe that's going to help. Vita Vea, hey, they dodged a bullet by him not being out for the year. You know, we see the Gronk effect when he gets back in the lineup. He's such an issue to deal with because he's like having an extra tackle in the run game, let alone we know he's awesome in the pass game to go along with that. So, uh, yes, I think when the Bucks are healthy and all the stars aligned, they're the most dangerous, complete football team in the NFC. There's no doubt about that. Let's go through the awkward quarterbacking situations. And, yeah. and awkward doesn't mean it's bad. New York is bad, but what we have, like San Francisco, that's an awkward situation because Jimmy G is a better quarterback than Trey Lance right now, but Trey Lance is their future. How does that, how do they solve that? They're, they're going to, I mean, they're going to have to see how the rest of this year plays out. You know, I think that's the first thing. And then as they're doing that, evaluate Trey Lance and his progress and see where he's at with this whole situation as well. He's raw, as, we, as we've seen. We knew that coming out you know, in the draft. We saw it in the, the Arizona game where he got to play a few weeks ago. You know, There's some wow plays, but the ball, it sprays all over the place at times. He doesn't know how to take care of himself. He's running around like it's North Dakota State there. You know, that one to me still has the chance to be very dicey, Dan. It really does because I think the 49ers are going to end up being a player here in the NFC. I do. Now that they're healthy, Shanahan seems to got his groove back a little bit. Kittle's back. The way they're using Debo Samuel, they've gotten Brandon Ayuk out of the funk. You know, the defense is, is I'm not going to say like the Super Bowl year defense, but still good, a top 10 defense in football. And yeah, I do wonder because I expect them to make the playoffs. And if they get in the playoffs in the NFC, it's crazy. Yeah, I think they're as, just about as good as anybody there other than maybe the Bucks. So where I look at that and go, man, that Shanahan – you know, good thing he's getting paid a lot of money because he's going to have some <laughs> tough things to deal with in the offseason. Okay, some of the other awkward quarterbacking situations. I'm going to throw yeah. the Dolphins in there. 
Right. I think the Saints is an awkward. It feels like they have three quarterbacks, but they don't have one quarterback. The right. Panthers, you know, Cam, nice reunion tour. You're paying Sam Darnold next year. The Seahawks, if they don't make the playoffs and Russell Wilson, does he want to stay? Does Pete Carroll want to stay or whatever happens there? The Steelers with Ben, could he play just good enough to go, hey, I think I'll come back for another year. And then you got the Cleveland Browns. So out of all of those, what which one is more interesting to you? Ooh, they're all good. I think Steelers and Big Ben, this will be it, period. Okay. I think they're going to be a player. Their team's ready to win now. I think they'll be a player for one of the Watson, Rodgers, Russell, Wilson, whoever comes available. That's the way I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. Seattle's the most interesting a little bit just because of the whole situation. You know, yeah. I, you know, from the things I know about Russell Wilson, things he said to people I know that I trust in the NFL in the offseason – yeah, I think a lot of signs point towards him like saying, see you later, Seattle. I'm out of here after this year. And I wonder just what happens in Seattle altogether. I mean, of course, it's been a great run, but they're borderline like uh, we might have to blow up the team here. You know, that that's they've been putting Band-Aids on things for the last few years. You know, nothing great on the offensive line. You know, running backs, okay, solid. You got two receivers, no great defensive linemen, nobody that jumps out. You know, Jamal Adams hasn't worked out to the capacity I think they wanted it to, and they got no good cover corners. There's a lot of issues there. So I think I look at Seattle maybe, and probably the Miami situation as being the one that I look at to be the most interesting. Like Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, Dan, you know, they got a little leeway here. I mean, I think we said this a few weeks ago. First off, why would you overpay him? What has he done right now to say, oh, we got to get the contract done? No one's going to be beating down the door for Baker Mayfield and free agency. And you got the fifth year option, you know, as far as that flexibility is concerned as well. So I think he's there at least for now. Uh, but that Miami Seattle situation, very interesting. We're talking to Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co host. You can also see him on Football Night in America. I'm curious if Jonathan Taylor can do enough to sneak in and win an MVP because it feels like we don't have a legitimate front runner for the MVP. Yeah. What would Jonathan Taylor have to do to win the MVP? Uh, I think that, you know, obviously lead the league in rushing and have a, a number that like wows you. I think that's the first thing. Like, you know, not that it has to be 2000, but if he gets up there to that 17, 1800 mark, you know, gets to, like right now, I think he's at, what, 13 touchdowns, maybe even more adding the run game. I'm trying to look at my stat stats here as I'm talking to you. Like he's got to get somewhere in the 20, the 20 area. He's on pace I, for 20, and he's on pace for a little over 1,600 yards. Yeah. So Is that I think enough? If they, if they, if, uh, yeah, he needs a little more to me. Like he needs to be 18. He needs another 200-yard rushing game to be thrown in there and another three or four touchdown performance along with them making the playoffs and him obviously being the marquee player there. And I think also to say it's enough, he needs maybe one of the a few of these quarterbacks again to kind of just fall on their face a little bit, a little bit here and there. And, you know, they, he needs to hope Brady throws another few interceptions and Stafford continues to stumble. Uh, then he can do it. But it is a very odd year and uh, very wide open from that, that, that standpoint. I mean, the, the, the NFL is crazy this year. It's crazy as, as I can ever remember. But I don't know who the leading candidate is. You know, I thought if Dak had a big game in Kansas City, then he might yep. rise above. Aaron Rodgers was great, but they lost that game. 
Um, I'm going to hold it against him that he missed the Kansas City game. Uh, You know, Josh Allen has not played well. Brady's been up and down, back-to-back losses. Uh, Kyler Murray's been out. So I know. I I know. It's crazy. It is. You know, I look at, like, um, one guy, I I mean, you know, it's going to end up, being a quarterback, I think if you made me bet right now the way it is and the way the team looks, it's going to end up being Brady. That's the way I look at it. You know, especially if they get Antonio Brown back. You know, I just think they got too many weapons, and as long as they can protect him, just like we saw last night, he just can dice you up as as good as anybody in the game. They got a good system. They're creative. He's got mismatches everywhere. That'd be the guy I'd probably say right now, but. You know, I am I'm rooting for like Jonathan Taylor a little bit to make this interesting, no doubt about it. Another guy that I think is like, you know, not a quarterback, but needs to be quietly in this discussion as well. If you want to just say what MVP means to me, would be Debo Samuel with the Forty Niners. Uh, that's another guy. I know it's like, but man, he leads the lead, leads the team in receiving. He's one of the best receivers in football, and now they got him playing damn tailback too. He's the best tailback on the team. You know, he is the MVP of their team for sure. And if they continue to make some crazy rise and he continues to have these crazy stat lines, I'll throw him out there. But I'm going to give Brady the edge right now. The Mannings last night talked about you don't blitz Brady. I mean, that's not, you know, that enlightening because Kurt Warner's talked about that too. He wanted you to blitz, but teams still blitz. You know, Brady gets the rid of the ball so quick. Why, why do teams blitz uh, some of these quarterbacks who are more in the pocket stationary quarterbacks? Yeah, well, you know, you got to be careful. And Brady's one you got to be careful about blitzing, you know, certainly. You know, he knows where to go with the football. He's, you know, he's been in two, you know, offensive systems that have answers for the blitzes, too. You know, some of these quarterbacks don't have answers. They're just like, hey, if you're blitz, just throw it real quick to the hot route guy right there. And it's like, well, yeah, the other team knows they're going to throw it too quick to the hot route guy, too. It's not always open. You know, you got to have protection answers, you know, other rules within the protections and routes that kind of combat those issues. But yeah, Brady's going to dice up the blitz if you're too obvious. It just has to be a smattering of blitzes. And to me, it's the illusion of pressure and blitz that gets Brady. Like if you watch the Washington and the Saints game a little bit, Dan, you know, and I know you did, I'm not trying to say you didn't, but they, it's a lot of wait, you know, two guys blitz over here, but two guys drop out over here. So now it's a little like, wait, am I protected? Did I get guys in the right place? Wait, now I got to get my eyes downfield. What the hell coverage are they playing? That to me is what you do to Brady. Unlike what the Giants did last night, who have no pass rusher and then played very <laughs> vanilla on the back end, you know, to where he could just dice them up. But yeah, you got to have a special front four. And I think the illusion of complexity and pressure just to fluster him a little bit. I just don't see a reason why Brady is going to retire anytime soon. No way. I'm with you. Why would you leave that team? I mean, yes, he's still throwing lasers all over the football field, and he knows how to protect himself, and he's got a team that's they're set up to dominate the NFC at least for the next two or three years. So I'm with you. Enjoy the Tampa sun. Enjoy the house that Chris Sims built for him and just kind of go from there. (laughs) Uh, All the great memories of you in Tampa Bay. 
Oh, yeah. All the great memories. Yeah, that's right. It was a great time. It's a great football town. You know, they might not have like the wealth to always have, you know, season tickets sold out all the time and, and everything like that. But man, do they love football. You know, it's borderline SEC country up there in Tampa as you get to northern Florida and they love their bucks. So I'm happy to see those fans getting to enjoy this for sure. Great to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, you too. Tell your dad. Smack your dad right in the shoulder or something. like. Oh, de- definitely. I'll take it farther than the shoulder. I'll hit him in the back of the head or the chest or something. And you make sure you return that favor to the rest of those idiots whoa, there, too. Yeah, whoa, whoa. yeah that's right. I said it. Yeah. Boom, eat it. <laughs> See you guys. Thank Happy you. Thanksgiving to all of you. Seriously. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. That's Chris Sims. He was being serious with that. Pro Football Talk Live. I don't know if he could take his dad. His dad's still tough. Man, I he, he had old man strength even when he was younger. When I would cover the Giants, and it's like Phil Sims, man, they threw him around like a rag doll. Tough guy, tough guy. All right, uh, let's take a break. We got our play of the day coming up next. We'll settle on our poll question. Phone calls as well. The great actor Ray Liotta. Oh, the other side of the glass is geeking out. Oh, can I ask a question about Goodfellas? Oh. <laughs> Goodfellows. Goodfellows. Yeah. So, Ray, you were in uh, that movie Goodfellows. <laughs> I've been working on my pronunciation of Goodfellas. And Fritzy's been doing his Joe Pesci impersonation. Hey, it's Joe Pesci, the Joe Pesci show. Hey. No, do the Joe oh. Pesci impersonation. <laughs> what, 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 do you mean, what, do what do you mean I'm funny? How am I funny? That's actually Jim Brewer's impression. Oh, of Joe yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it did. It sounded like Jim Brewer. What am I, like a clown? I'm here to amuse you? How am I funny? What's so funny about me? <laughs> Tell me what's so funny about me. How am I funny? Play of the day up next. Aging can make it tough to lose weight and keep it off. And that's why I want to tell you about M-Drive's new product, M-Drive Lean. Powerful protein supplement for driven guys who want to lose weight, look good, and perform at their best no matter what their age is. M-Drive Lean is the first of its kind protein powder formulated with Morosil, a clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass. It's weight loss backed by real science to help fuel your daily drive. Visit mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. It's not easy to lose weight at any age. Visit mdrivedan.com. Try mdrive lean. Shed those extra pounds. Feel good. Perform at your very best. You want to feel your best, look your best, lose weight, drink your mdrive. Lose weight, feel good, M-Drive lean. Don't let age beat you. Make sure you visit mdrivedan.com to try M-Drive lean. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. 
check this out. Second down and two. The snap of the hurry. They want to throw it back. Oh, it's intercepted. Picked off at the 37-yard line. Look what I found, says Nacho. <laughs> Look what I found. Bring me some cheese, says Nacho. That's courtesy of 98 Rock Buccaneers Radio Network. Daniel Jones intercepted twice Monday night. That means he has 29 interceptions and 20 fumbles entering since entering the league in 2019. Most in the NFL over that span, one more than Jared Goff. That's your play of the day brought to you by Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats, only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. Instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at Panini America. Dot net. Uh, another great night running for uh, Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, the elusive Tom Brady. Ten-yard run on Monday night, his second run of 10 or more yards this season. Had a total of three rushes of 10 or more yards in the previous four seasons combined, and he was asked about it after the game. How much did you enjoy that 10-yard run? 11-yard run. <laughs> they don't happen very often, so I do remember how far they go, so that was pretty good. Not only do you get the first down, but you high-step out of the tackle. When yeah. When's the last time you did that? It's been forever. Probably never. Probably never. That's not my. It's uh, not what I do, but good to have it come up, so hopefully I can do that again next week, too. Make a couple of those. And he does have over 1,000. He's a, officially a 1,000-yard rusher. In his career, I believe. Is that right, Paulie? Yeah, 22 seasons, 1,094 yards. Mm. So what's that? Uh, oh, we don't have to do the math. 50 yards a year? Yeah. His longest career run is 22 yards. Mm. Yeah, see. Not only did Tommy run for 11 yards, Tommy. but in the process, he hopped over a would-be tackler. Like, he actually had to make an athletic move. It wasn't just a straight shot for 11 yards. He had to evade, avoid a tackle and then get... It's pretty nice. Yeah. Elusive. He did. He did slide with his cleats up. Some people had a problem with that. Uh, maybe it's been a while since the former Montreal Expos catcher was uh, going to be sliding there. Eleven yard. Yeah. <laughs> I have it officially as a ten yard run, but Tom has it as eleven. Yeah, Paul. I like the announcers. There are certain quarterbacks when they run past the line of scrimmage, the announcers just go berserk. Like, remember Eli Manning back in the day when he would break the line of scrimmage? Like, what is going on here? Like, they just can't believe it. Update the poll results, McLevin. Okay, what is the most awkward QB situation? The Cleveland Browns, number one. Hmm. Then the 49ers. And right behind them, the Miami Dolphins. Atlanta's another team you could put in there. Oh, yeah. We didn't, but... um... Man, I don't know what you do. If you're Matt Ryan, do you want to continue with this? Do they want to continue with Matt Ryan? I thought Atlanta was going to be on the cusp of the playoffs this year. You know, Matty Ice is 36, so I can look at this and go, okay, what do we do in the offseason to give me a little more protection and that, you know, you know, pick something. Are you guys, do you have a good offense? Can you be good on defense? Like, just pick one. Like, you know, because right now you go, they should be better with Kyle Pitts. I think I think he's got star written all over him. But it just doesn't seem like you know what you're getting from the Falcons week in and week out. Yeah, McLevin. They lost Calvin Ridley, who left the team. Yeah. And, like, you can't name a ton of their players. Yeah. Like. All right, a couple of phone calls in here. Austin in South Carolina. Hi, Austin. What's on your mind? Hey, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, my plan, my plan Thursday is to get football shot. 
um, see, see what happens. But I am more than willing to turn off football the rest of the weekend to catch the three-part Beatles docuseries <laughs> get back. And I think that might be just as capturing as The Last Dance. Well, you can watch that on demand anytime you want, it feels like there, Austin. Thank you for the phone call. You know, the games are on, and you could watch them live. Yeah, some of the other games, the Rams at Green Bay is spicy. Tennessee at New England, certainly interesting. Buffalo at New Orleans, that's Thursday. Vegas at Dallas on Thursday. And then Sunday, Minnesota at San Francisco, just some of the other games. Barry in Long Island is back. Hi, Barry. Good morning, fellas. Dan, did I hear you say correctly that you, you, you thought the Jets were in better shape than the Giants? I mean, am, am I ear stuffed or what? Yes, I did say that. I'm on record as saying <laughs> that the Jets feel like they at least know what direction they're going in. I don't think the Giants have any idea. All right, I'm recording this for posterity. And just the fact that anybody else besides the Lions – it's mentioned along with the Jets. That's a win for us, baby. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Go mediocrity. All right. Thank you, Barry. Did we send Barry? I feel bad. Barry gave us a slogan for a T-shirt, and then Barry had to call in and say, hey, what am I getting? You basically took my idea for a T-shirt. And then we didn't even send him a T-shirt, I don't think. Did we, Seton? Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll have to get his address. We have a, a, a Jets t-shirt, too, that we could send him. Yeah. I think I mean, he might be a Mets fan, too, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. We could probably do that, Got too. one of those, too. Yes, yeah, so Barry, call back in. Yeah. And and Marvin will get your information, Barry. We'll uh, we'll send you, you and uh, whoever else you hang out with. Yes, Paulie. Dan, we've learned from Tom Brady's lawyers. Barry said it on our airwaves on our show. That is now our intellectual property. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's like he said it as a caller on our mm. show. Because I don't, I don't want another cease and desist. That was enough to ruin my day. When I came in and the big German goes, uh, we got a letter. I go, oh, great, fan mail. And he goes, no, it's from a law firm. They told us to stop selling the Tampa Bay t-shirts. I said, we came up with it before Tom did. Said, uh, no. And then I, all of a sudden I handed it to McLevin. He goes, yeah, we don't want to mess with these people. Not this law firm. I go, okay. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, that law firm defends like uh, Citibank, Goldman Sachs, and Tom Brady. <laughs> That's who you're up against. They're coming after us. We made the big time. And I went, okay, all right, fine. We'll back away. We came up with the slogan. Now Tom cashes in on it. Okay. All right, Tom. Why can't he share? You know, why is he going to have to have everything? Yeah, Paul. Latham and Watkins are the Montana and Rice of the legal community, <laughs> from what I'm told. They may be the Brady and Gronk sure. of, uh, of this. Yeah. But, uh, hey, we, we come in peace. While we appreciate your enthusiasm for Mr. Brady and his recent move to Tampa Bay, <laughs> we request that you immediately. They're so polite. Latham and Watkins are very polite. They are very polite. And then they let us know that his name is Tom. His first name is Tom. As you may be aware, Mr. Brady's first name is Tom. <laughs> I was aware, so blame me. Yeah. So we made a T-shirt that says his first name is Tom. His name is Tom. His name is Tom. (laughs) We had another great T-shirt that got squashed, too, with the uh, LFG shirt for uh, Tommy, but we had to nix that one, Oh, let's bleep and go. (laughs) Wait, we we got nixed on that, too? 
But I think it was a little too close to the uh, cease and desist, so we decided to not run with that one. Okay. It's, it's a good shirt. Though. Okay. We've had a couple of T-shirts that uh, we've heard from people. But for the most part, everybody's, you know, good spirit. Yeah. Our, our buddy, Justin Herbert, he gave us football is fun. We made a T-shirt, beautiful colors. Next thing you know, his entire family was wearing football is fun T-shirts in the uh, game against the Steelers. The whole suite. There was yeah. like 20 people wearing Yeah, it. they all had the uh, football is fun T-shirt. Yeah, McLevin. Do you remember in like 2009 when the government bailed out all the banks? Yeah. That was solely because of Latham and Watkins. Just so you know what they're <laughs> capable of. <laughs> like one T-shirt is no problem for them. I, I, I love that they probably had a meeting where they're sitting around going, all right, who are we suing? Who are we going after? All right, we're on the clock, you know. It's $2,000 an hour here. Oh, yeah, you got uh, this and this and this. Oh, yeah, the Dan Patrick Show has the Tampa Bay T-shirts. Let's go after them. Cease and desist. Yeah, Paul. Don't you most want to know if Brady was ever informed by this, by like a lawyer or an agent or something? That'd be great to know. I did want to ask him. When I was on a Zoom call with him a couple of weeks ago, that was going to be my question. Hey, you know, we came up with Tampa Bay. Coming up, we'll talk about LeBron's punishment. One more item, we close out hour one. Puerto Rico, the new go-to destination for quality investment opportunities. But finding the right projects to invest in can be a pretty tough task. Impeller takes the guesswork out of that equation. Impeller is a new online tool, and it's spearheaded by Invest Puerto Rico that facilitates connections between you, the investor, and online projects that are looking for capital. Discover innovative projects across all sectors. They have healthcare, they have tech, clean energy, commercial real estate. Impeller's easy-to-use features allow you to get right to the deal. Plus, you can find insights like financials, company background, leadership, performance, and you can make the informed decisions you need when investing in Puerto Rico. Visit investpr.org forward slash impeller. Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico, powered by Invest Puerto Rico.